At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. God's given me about, He's given me about five life messages that just at different times I'll share. I may go different places and preach, and, and usually one of those five messages, there's an anointing on that message. And um, as a result of that, um, it liberates people's lives. God's given me these messages in the 34 years that I've pastored. He's kind of built these in, in me. My wife has really helped me with these. And, and um, tonight I, I want to share one of, those, one of those life messages, and it's <clears throat> simply entitled. It's not so much about the title, but it's the content of what's in this message. But it's, it's freedom from fear, being free from fear of any kind. You know, living our lives free from fear. Um, somebody came here tonight for this word, specifically. I mean, we all did. Well, I mean, I, I get something out of when I preach it, you know, when I preach something, you know. But somebody came for this message tonight because of what's in the content that God has given me. And, and every time I preach any, any one of specifically these five messages, these five different titles, any time I preach on this, I always preach it different than I've ever preached it before, and that's the way the Word works, amen? It's not, just, it's not just having something that you have outlined and it's easy to preach. It's not easy to preach something that's not anointed of God. If God hasn't ordained it and it's not the timing of God, it's not easy to preach. It's actually very difficult and it's very dry, and it's hard to get through to people's lives if God, His... His um, uh, ordaining isn't on that message for the timing. The Bible, the Bible says in Psalms that a word in season will sustain those who are weary. So it's the right word, and the only right word you can give is the word that God would give. Amen? So tonight I'm bringing you this word under the direction of God, and uh, I'm believing it will be a blessing to you. Um, we've talked a lot in the last... Three or four months, we've ministered on healing a lot and deliverance. And um, true healing and deliverance in, in, a, in a person's life comes from being free from fear. Fear is the root to all bondage in life. It is the root source. And when you're free from fear and, and understanding how to get free from fear, then you you can literally be free of anything that tries to ail you physically, mentally, emotionally. You can be free of those things when you understand that fear is a, a root to all bondage. It is the root to all bondage of any kind. Physical, mental, emotional, I don't care what it is, it is the root to that. Can you say amen? So tonight, I, I want to look at, give you a couple of definitions um, regarding fear and freedom, and, 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 and I want you to really spend some time thinking about this, and, and, and even after we minister this tonight, um, spend some time going back over it and allowing the verses of Scripture to really minister life to you. Um, because 
any any action that that a person takes in fear will produce the 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 results of fear it, it will it will produce the effects of fear so when i if i make a decision in life out of fear it's going to produce those results and it will not produce good results from god because fear is not of god now Fear is the reciprocal of what pleases God, and that's faith. And, and you, you have to rid your life of that way of thinking, you know. Um, and, and really, really what it is, it's, it's the fear of death, or the word there, death, is not just, it is this, but it's not just ceasing to exist, but that death is destruction. It's the fear of being destroyed of being a failure. You're, it's the fear of, of not making it and, and not overcoming in, in, in situations in life, being afraid of that. And that's what we have to get delivered of. When it, if a person is standing on top of the Empire State Building and they can't come to the edge because they're afraid, they're, they're, somebody said, well, they're afraid of heights. No, they're afraid of dying. Right? You're afraid of, you know, your mind starts imagining things because I, I, I've had to deal with that type of fear. And, and your, man, your mind starts imagining things that, that you're going to fall or, you know, somebody's going to push you over the, the edge of that thing. I mean, it, it'd be really difficult to get between the bottom rail and the top that comes down at the Empire State Building. But you could get through there if somebody jammed you through. But it's pretty protected. But your mind starts imagining you falling and dying. That's what it is. It's the fear of death, fear of destruction, being destroyed. And that's what God wants you and I liberated from. Um, just a simple definition of fear that I have is fear is strong emotion cause, strong emotion caused by anticipation of danger or destruction. Strong emotion caused by the anticipation of danger and destruction. Not it actually happening, happening, but the anticipation of it. That's what fear is. That's what you and I have to get free of. To, to be in faith, and this is, a, this is just a simple, there's many definitions of faith, but I'm using that in what I'm ministering tonight. Faith is the firm belief in something for which there is no proof. Faith is the firm belief in something which there's no proof. Well, if somebody's promised you something, well, I'll believe it when I see it. That's not faith. There's no faith involved in that. Faith is believing it so even when you don't see it. Expecting it to manifest, but you not having to see it to believe it. <clears throat> Definition of freedom is what we're talking about tonight is the freedom from all fear. The power or the right to act, speak, or think as one who wants to... The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. This is freedom again. The power or right to act, to speak or think as one wants to without the hindrance 
without hindrance or restraint. Being restrained, restrained or hindered. The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants to without hindrance or restraint. That's freedom. The enemy's after restraining you, binding you up, keeping you from walking and, and, and operating and living in the freedom that God created for you. And that's what fear does, is it brings us into that place of bondage. So, with all that said, I want to read a number of verses of Scripture tonight and look at some things that I just feel like are vital to us living in that freedom from fear. The freedom the being, being without hindrance or restraint, being delivered from strong emotion caused by the anticipation of danger. So what would we do? What would be the opposite of that? Having the anticipation not of danger or destruction, but having the anticipation of overcoming and, and being liberated and free. Amen? That's where God wants us. He wants us, he wants us to change our anticipation. David said this in Psalm 34. King David said this in Psalm 34 and verse 4. He said, I sought the Lord, and the Lord heard me, and the Lord delivered me from a couple of my fears. No, all of his fear. Mm-hmm. No, 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 nothing left. Nothing left out. Watch this. But, but in this verse of Scripture, I've, I've read this many times through the years, and, and, but what really jumps out at me here is the key, the key to being free from fear is that you believe the Lord hears you. He said, I sought the Lord, and the Lord heard me. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. I went after God because fear was trying to run me down. You read this whole passage. Fear was coming at him from many different directions. But he said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fear. When I know that God has heard me, that's where I get the things that I ask for because my focus is on him, not on the fear or the circumstances that are wrapped around the fear. The circumstances coming at me, trying to convince me that's more real than what God can do. But as David sought the Lord, the Lord heard him and delivered him from all fears. Again, any decision made from emotions, not bathed in patience, will be made in fear. Any decision made from emotions, not bathed in patience, is made from fear. Think about that. that. That's a very bold statement, but it's absolutely true. Every time you and I rush to making decisions, there's some fear involved in it. The more patient we are, the more understanding that we have. Romans 8 and 15 says this, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom and by how we cry out, Abba, Father. I'll read it again. 
you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received a spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. When you got born again, you didn't receive a spirit of fear. You were born into fear. Every human being was born into a sin-conscious nature that's out there in the world. But when you got born a second time, you were not born into a spirit of bondage and fear, but you were born and, and connected with the Father of light. And now, as David sought the Lord, and you and I have the Spirit of God inside of us, unlike David had. You and I have the Spirit of God in us now, like, like uh, Adam and Eve had in the garden in the beginning. Now you and I have got that because the second Adam brought it to us. Now we can seek the Lord and know that God hears us and deliver us from anything that we are afraid of. Anything. And if we stop this message right here tonight and we lined everybody up in the front here and we just sent the microphone down the line and, and everybody admitted to at least one thing that they're afraid of, there wouldn't be anybody left out. If you're honest. You say, well, no, no, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, okay, that's a good faith statement. But I'm talking about the things that you battle against that try to overtake you. Things that, you know, you know, a lot of times we're afraid of things that we don't even realize or fear. A lot of times we're afraid of people or situations and, and relationships that we have with other people. And we're afraid of something not working out. And, and God's saying, if you'll seek me and you believe that I hear you in the things that you're asking for, you'll have the things that you ask for. That delivers us from all fear. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so what we want to be is people that are full of faith so that it delivers us of the fear that we've been full of until that time. The moment you get born again, the fear did not leave. Maybe, maybe something, maybe some things, but you'll, you, you will battle and deal with the level of fear that has controlled your life in the past because when you got born again, you, your soul didn't get born again. Your soul is being born again every day. What got born again was your spirit man. We're, we're being saved daily by the renewing of our mind. And your physical body will be saved when you're face to face before him. But what empowers you to, be, to become more free in your soul is to grow up spiritually. You get the Word of God deep on the inside of you in your spirit, man. And that begins to control your flesh and your body. In the process, it's renewing your mind, and now you're beginning to think more like God than you ever have before, but it takes the Word of God. David sought the Lord. The Lord heard him and delivered him from all of his fears. Like in one afternoon? No, his whole lifetime. It's a lifetime process. I'm choosing to walk out every day of my life. Amen? Say it again. Say this after me. I am free from all fear. Not a bad thing to say over yourself. Right? Not a bad thing to meditate on. That I am free from fear. But just you saying something like that will not liberate you if you don't allow the Word of God to renew the way you think. You have to make 
You have to make alterations in your reactions to things that you face. You have to make alterations in the way you respond to people's lives, in relationships with other people, and especially those that really irritate you. Especially those that get under your nails. Mm. Hmm? Especially those. What, what, what does it profit you that you're just good to people that are good to you? Anybody can do that, <laughs> right? But to learn to love people, and that's the next part I'm going to talk about tonight, but learning to love people in spite of people is the power of God working on the inside of you. Psalm 118 and verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Question mark. Who can answer that? Only you for you. Only you can answer, what can man do to you? Well, you know, I mean, they could do this to me, and they could that, and they could this, and they can that, and on and on and on. And yet, and yet, there's a verse of scripture found in, in um, Deuteronomy chapter 31 in verse 6, and it says this, be strong and of good courage, do not fear nor be afraid of them. That's a, that's a verse of scripture that's part of my daily confession that I speak every day. And probably for the last two years that I've been speaking that verse of scripture every day, um, what's jumped out at me is the word them. Who the heck is them? And if you go back in Deuteronomy there and you look at it, who he's talking about was his enemies. The them is anybody that is an enemy to your life. Watch this. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. That's what you have to wrap your life around is becoming, you becoming convinced that he's all those things that he said right here. He said, one statement is, do not be afraid of them. But the other statements are trusting in God, having confidence in God, knowing that God will never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. And when I know that, that's because I'm seeking the Lord as David did, knowing God is hearing me in the things that I'm declaring every day and seeing the deliverance that he's promised manifesting in my life. It just manifests. If you stay with the Word of God and you stay trusting in the Word of God and trusting in Him, even in spite of things that come at you, there'll come a day in your life where you really will trust Him. But see, when you start trusting in Him in, one, in, in an area of your life, if you stop that process, then things will back off. See, because I'm the one that's in control of whether I trust God or not. I'm in control of that. God's given me his word. He's given me his spirit. All of heaven is backing up everything that I do, but it's up to me to do what he's told me to do. Notice, it didn't say that the father made David seek him. David sought the Lord. David believed the Lord heard him, and the Lord delivered him of all fear. Why does it work that way? Because the Word is already set up to do exactly what the Word says it will do. And the things that, that, that 
cause the word to work. See, you're not going to manipulate God's word. You're not going to make God do something that, that God doesn't want to do. But everything that God's told us in his word that works, it works if we do what he tells us to do. Take a verse of scripture that's very popular. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, now break that verse of scripture down. I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. So word it like this. If Christ is not strengthening, if I'm not seeking him, if he's not my source, if I'm not hearing his voice, I can do nothing. But if I do what he tells me to do, and I hear his voice, and I'm doing his word, I can do everything that he tells me to do. Some people try to take that verse of Scripture and say, well, you know, I, I can do that, I can do all things. No, that's not what it says. You can do anything that he is strengthening you to do because you got from him what to do. Big difference. But see, to me anyway, this is, this is the way I've seen it. This is the way it's worked in my life. When I, because I've, I'm just saying what I've done to this point in 45 years of salvation. Because I've stayed with God, I've done it perfectly. I've made many mistakes, fallen short in different areas of my life. But I've stayed with God, and I want to be with God. And because I've stayed with God, the Word works. And, and because I've developed that relationship with God when fear comes. Not if it comes, when fear comes, it has no right to remain. Because God's delivered me from all fear. And after 45 years, because I've stayed with it and I've got better on a day-to-day -day basis at, at hearing the voice of God, learning what He wants me to do, allowing patience to have its perfect work, not jumping out ahead of God trying to make something happen, but being patient with Him. Because of that, now my choices that I'm making day-to-day -day are not out of fear. They're out of faith and trust and confidence in God. I mean... Don't we want to be that kind of a person? I'm saying I've gotten better at that. I mean, should we get better all the time with something like that? I mean, I don't care if you're, if you're 15 years old, you're my age, or you're Pastor Rusty's age, which is uh, 74. Okay, yeah, no, I'm 88. Or you're his age. It doesn't matter what age you are. God wants us getting better so that when we cross over to the other side, we just keep going. <laughs> right? Because heaven has already come to earth through Jesus Christ. Where does he live? By the Holy Spirit, he lives on the inside of me. He lives on the inside of you. And, and we're allowing heaven to take its place here on, on planet earth in us so that when we're done here, when God, when, it, when we're finished and we're, he, said, he said he would give us the desires of our heart and when we're done, we're done and we step over the other side, we just keep moving. Because we're, we're not stepping over the other side for another 50 years. This is eternity. And yet we're living in eternity right now. Man, makes you want to get better with God than you've ever been before. Can you say amen to that? Wow. God is so good. So, let, let, let me, I want to read this passage out of 1 John. 
and then just kind of tie this up. 1 John 4 and verse 15, it says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, how many confess that? Glory to God. So the next part is you. God abides in you. And God, and, and that person in God, you, each one of us in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So God is love. So when you see love, you see God. So when you see the word love, there's different translations of the word, different types of love, but God's the creator of all of it. So God is love, right? And so that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Now watch this, and I want to make a point about that in just a moment about the day of judgment. But he says this, there is no fear in love. Why? Because there's no fear in God. Right? So you go to 1 Corinthians 13 and you start looking at the different attributes of, of love, which is the nature of God. What, what is love? It's, love is kind and, and love is patient and, uh, and it's not self-seeking and it's not selfish and it's not arrogant. It's not prideful, right? Doesn't seek its own, uh, doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. All of these things. And at the end of that statement, it says that, that love never fails. God never fails. So when I'm, as David did, he said, I, I sought the Lord, and, and the Lord heard me, right? And what he was seeking was the love. Because God is love. And so he, I sought God, I sought the Lord, he heard me, and he delivered me from all fear. Why? Because David began to understand the love. David, understanding God as love, extended his life. See, in the natural, David should have, be, should have been taken out because of his mistakes. But today, where you and I should have been taken out because of our mistakes, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen? Not one of us deserve anything. Not a thing. We all deserve hell, but for the blood of Jesus. And because of the blood of Jesus, we all deserve heaven. That's how righteous we are in him. Did you hear what I said? In him, that's the way I am. David sought the Lord. The Lord heard him. He believed it. And the Lord delivered him of all fear. And the Lord said right here, there is no fear in love because, watch this, perfect love or perfected love cast out all fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been perfected in love. We love him because he first loved us. There's a whole lot said right there. But he said, at the day of judgment, as he is, so are we. If we live our lives seeking after the Lord, when we stand before God at the day of judgment, the judgment seat of Christ, when we stand before him, then what he's going to see is what we did in him. Right? He's going to see us through the blood of Jesus. If we choose to do things our way and not seek after the things of God, and we choose to live that way, then 
we're living a hard, tormenting life that makes things very difficult and very hard to get through. God doesn't want you living a life like that. He wants perfected love to be developed on the inside of you so that fear has no place in you. Fear is, you are delivered totally of fear. So when you think about perfected love, you have to go through the list of the different attributes of God, the nature of God. So anybody in here ever had anybody anybody be unkind to them? Mm -hmm. But love is never unkind. You are, right? I am, we've been, but not love. So how do you allow God's nature to rule your nature when you find yourself in uncommon situations, situations you don't want to be in? How does that happen? How do you allow that to happen? Because you choose to listen to Him and you choose to allow Him to empower you to be kind in an unkind situation, just using that one attribute here. People will continue to be unkind. So look at it like this. So you work a job somewhere. You're working with somebody that's really super unkind, ugly, mean all the time, treats you in a horrible way, very unkind, all this kind of thing. Well, I'll just quit, job. I'll quit the job and go work somewhere else. Okay? But the problem is, that person's going to be at the next job. See, because you're not learning how not to, not, it's not about standing up to somebody in your own power and strength, but it's, it, it's being able to love them in spite of them. Looking past all of their weaknesses and, and the issues they have, because if somebody's being unkind to you, they gotta, they're the one with the problem, not you. Right? And the enemy will try to convince us it's because of us. Mm -mm. Now, if somebody's unkind, so, the, so, so how, how does the Bible say that, that unkind people get set free? It's the kindness of God that leads a person to repentance. Where are they going to see the kindness? Have them moved to Washington? I mean, where, where, where are they going to go find the kindness? It's got it's to start with me. Not me looking at you or you looking at me. It needs to start with each one of us individually. Where we start developing this perfected love. What is the perfected love? It's the nature of God. It's God's way of thinking and doing. It's the way God operates in spite of situations versus the way we would operate with our unrenewed minds. Fear is a killer. It destroys people, it destroys marriages, it destroys relationships, it destroys families. It destroys in so many different ways. And there's so many elements that are at the root of fear. You know, so, so many people are afraid of failing. They're, they're in fear of failure. And, and the fear of failure many times has to do with how they view themselves. They, they have a low self-esteem of themselves. Maybe they were treated a certain way in their life. Everybody's got a past. Everybody's got things that they've come out of or they're, they're coming out of in their life. And, and the way to get set free of things that, uh, a bondage that is in your past is learn to perfect the love of God. 
That's what liberates. That's what he's saying right here. He said, he who fears has not been perfected in love, so let's get busy perfecting the love of God on the inside of our lives. By doing what? Learning how to replace the unkindness with kindness. Learning how that, and, and realizing that God's telling us, you're not responsible for what other people do to you. You're responsible for how you respond to what people do to you. And you know what? I mean, you can, you can talk all day long. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, but you don't. Talk to the hand. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's the way it is. You, you, everybody can come up with an excuse. I have. How many have ever had an excuse? You don't even have to raise your hand. Your hand is up in Jesus' name. Everybody's had, a, had an excuse that their situation was worse or more difficult than anybody else's that's ever lived on the planet Earth. That means you're so special that Jesus didn't die for you. And your situation. Not. Did you hear me? Not so. He died one time for everybody and every, every situation that we will ever face in life, he's paid the price for. And I promise you, the things that we're coming out of, fear is attached to those things. Yep. No, 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 no question. Can you say amen to that? So, we're saying amen to the fact that we are overcoming this. Second Timothy 1 and verse 4. I'm almost done. Second Timothy 1 and verse 4. You know, I think it's Hebrews 6, something like that. It says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Through faith and patience, not fear and patience, but faith and patience. That's where we inherit the promises. And fear has been assigned to your and my life to keep us from the promises of God. Did you hear what I said? Fear has been assigned to us to keep us from receiving the promises. But when we're developing a life of faith and trust and confidence in God, Developing that love walk with God, allowing His nature to become our nature, then the patience is developed as we're trusting God and we receive the promises. And I mean, it's a lifelong thing. You know, I'm not saying that like it's, you know, you do this, this, and this, and, you know, by next week it's all worked out. No, there's no time frame. It's all, everything's waiting for the development. You know why? God wants you in a position in your life to be able to handle his promises in your life. He wants you to handle them. If you've received healing in your body, you realize God is not so much about us being healed, but as walking in divine health. Yeah. So there's times in the process when we're learning to receive healing in our body, and everybody has a different journey of healing in your, in your walk with God. But at the end of the day, what he wants is for you and me, for us to believe that we have the right to receive what he's done for us. And when the enemy's, through fear, trying to talk you out of it, you're not in a position to receive. And God wants you and I receiving wholeheartedly in our lives. 
2 Timothy 1, and actually I'm going I'm to read to verse 7. I'm going to start with verse 4. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of, you, of, of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded, and I am persuaded is in you also, that that faith is in, in Timothy also. This is Timothy's uh, grandmother and, 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 and mother. And he said, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You know what I really like about that passage right there? The reason I read those verses before that is because Timothy had a heritage of faith. And you say, well, you know, my parents didn't, that didn't matter. You have a heritage of faith, and you know who it's with? Jesus. <laughs> He's our elder brother. huh? He's the son of man, and it was his faith that endured the, 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 all the torture and the torment and everything, and he endured the cross went to the other side, sitting at the right hand of the Father, representing you and I. That's our heritage. Thank God for his natural heritage. And that was the point that Paul was making in his letter to Timothy here. And, and that's a great thing. But if you didn't have that, you still have it in Jesus Christ. Amen? Everybody can overcome. You have not been given a spirit of fear. But you've been given a spirit of power, spirit of love and a spirit of a sound and a well-balanced mind. You don't have to be crazy in your head. Can you say amen to that? We've not been given that, and because we've not been given that, we're not receiving it. I can't tell you how many times a day, more on certain days than others, when fear tries to come and I have to remind them of that verse of Scripture. That's why I speak that verse of Scripture every day. God didn't give me fear. Mm -mm. You know what? The more you speak what the Bible says about being delivered from fear, the more that you will be aware of where fear is attached to areas of your life. See, because fear is attached in real subtle places where you're not thinking that that's fear. Oh, well, you know, that's just, that's just the way I am, you know. My dad was that way or my granddad was that way, and so I'm just that way. Well, you, your daddy Jesus wasn't that way. I promise you. And my lineage now, my lineage, I thank God for my natural lineage, but my lineage is connected to Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Amen? So everything that he says and everything that, every way that he's been in life, that's me. That's what I'm connected to. I'm not going to be connected to anything else. Thank God for my family and all the good things about my family, but stuff in my family that wasn't so good, done with me. Everybody that died of different diseases, done with me. Can you say amen to that? I mean, I mean, you know, I've had people say to me time and time and time and time again, Pastor, you know, you got to watch how you say those kind of things. you got to knock on wood. I still don't understand what that means. <laughs> What is knocking on a piece of wood going to do with anybody? Anyway, got to knock on wood. You know, you just never know. Well, 
I'm not saying it in my ability and, and the confidence in myself. I'm talking about my confidence in him. He's delivered me. Fear has no place in me. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so I want to end with these two verses of Scripture. Well, one verse and one confession. In Isaiah 41 and verse 10, it says this. Fear not, the Lord says, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. <laughs> Whoa. Man, he's got it covered. I'm going to read it again. What, what did he say? If you get up on the right side of the bed, try not to fear. No, 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 no. This was a command. This is a command from the Lord, from our Father. Fear not. But listen, not just you and your own ability to fear not, but you got to believe I'm with you so you have nothing to fear. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Can you say amen? And so I want to leave you with this confession that I speak every day in, in, in my daily routine, in my fear confessions, the, the confessions that have to do with fear, that's overcoming fear. <clears throat> this is the last thing I say every day. And I've kind of I've put this together over the last few years. But I say it like this. Because I'm not dismayed, and so the, re and, and the, the next part of what I'm fixing to say here is the definition of dismayed. And, and listen to the way th this says this. Because I'm not dismayed, experiencing or showing feelings of alarmed concern, upset, worried, or agitated, because of some unwelcome situation or occurrence, I am free from all fear. Did you hear what I said? I am free from all fear. I'm going to read it again. Because I'm not dismayed, and, and in the, the verse in, in Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you, be not dismayed. Another command. So I'm saying... Because I'm not dismayed, I'm not experiencing or showing feelings of alarm, concern, I'm not upset, not worried, I'm not agitated because of some unwelcome situation or occurrence, I am free from all fear. And that takes me, I mean, this, this walk with God, you know, making God's way of thinking and doing and operating a part of you. This isn't just some simple little thing. It's free. It's absolutely free because of what Jesus did. But it takes determination. It takes dedication. It takes consistency. It takes learning and, and, and being a part of the word in your life like it's never been a part of your life before. I don't, I don't care. In, in 45 years... I can say that, that in the first 10 years, I, in the first seven years, man, I was, 
moving forward, moving, 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 moving. Man, I was advancing, 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 advancing. About year eight, boom, I hit a, I hit a wall. Not too far back, but I hit a wall. And, and every time that I've hit a wall, it's because God wants me to go deeper. And as I went deeper, I kept moving forward and forward. And then there was another wall because, see, what happens is we get in pride about what we think we know. Hmm? We think we know all this and we've done all this stuff and oh, it'll just be this way forever. No, no, no. No, there's new levels. And, and, and with God, you humble yourself under his mighty hand. That means you go low so that he can exalt you in the proper time, not when you think you need to be. Or in the way you need to be. He exalts us in ways that make us look so good in spite of how kind of stupid we can be. I mean, he'll do that. that's the grace of God, the mercy of God, the empowerment that's in God. But when, I, when I've, I've just come to this place about fear, that... I have to back up when I'm finding myself in a situation or I'm dealing maybe with a, a person or a number of different people and I'm not sure how to have the answer for that situation or maybe I'm trying too hard in my head to try to figure it out. God is saying, you let patience have its perfect work and then you'll be perfect and complete or mature and complete, developed and complete, lacking in nothing in that area. And the more we allow that to happen in our lives, then we can overcome no matter what we face. I don't care what it is. There's not anything in this life that you and I have to be afraid of if we do what he says. Fear not, and we know he's with us. Be not dismayed in all that that said, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. <laughs> I mean, if God is helping me, then I, I don't need any other help. And God will help you through other people at times. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. If I believe that, there's nothing to fear. Literally, there's nothing in life to fear. Every time I forget that, then my mind gets focused on the natural and things that are going on, and that's when you lock into fear. But every time that happens, every time that happens, if you'll back up, you'll begin to analyze what you do. If you've got to repent to God, what, do whatever you need to do. God, God already forgave you even before you acted like that. God already forgave you even before you gave in to the fear. But if you'll back up and you'll repent to God and you'll move yourself in the direction of hearing his voice and have patience, let patience have its perfect work, there's nothing that fear can do to your life. Nothing. There's absolutely nothing. I'm telling you tonight, fear has no place in you whatsoever. I'm just telling you tonight, fear has no place. But it won't just go away. It has to be replaced with the things of God. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.